good day. How's it going? Okay. Boy, like, I don't know what's going on. Why, why the, uh, the, the letters didn't come up? The letters? Yeah. Oh, oh. there they are. Okay. Good day. Welcome to the... Dummy around. Dummy around. Dummy around. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast, episode 147. I'm your host, Nate. This week, I think I'm going to get a little lesson in Canadian rock and roll from my guest. She is Jamie Ray from Pale Lips and Rita Records. What's up, Jamie? Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Good. So how's everything in Montreal? It's good. It's beautiful. Spring has sprung, and I took the plastic <laughs> off my windows today. I don't know if that's a thing where you're from, but it is here yes. and there. It's off. It's gone. Spring. I was uh, messaging with my buddy, one of my best buds lives in Montreal, and I told him you were coming on the show, and I don't know why, but I thought, what are people from Montreal called? Mon- Montrealians? What, th- what are you called? What are you called? Montrealers, I think, yeah. Is like that what in, it is? Okay. Yeah, Montrealers. In French, it's like Montréalais, which is like a nice, pretty French <laughs> word, but yeah, Montrealers. I don't know why I thought of it, but... Um, I've been to Montreal a couple of times and I've been to Canada. I've been everywhere in Canada, but like Canada's, it really just feels like the States, you know? Oh, it, okay. It, but Montreal feels like you're in another country. And maybe it's the French thing. I don't know, but it's just, it is a cool city. It just has a special kind of feeling to it. Yeah, totally. Montreal is my favorite city. I love living here and, uh, yeah, it's really unique. It's really special. And, um, it's fun to visit, that's for sure. You know, whenever I tell people I'm from here, they're like, oh, I was there this one time and I had the best time. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great city. I love it. I was there. Uh, my buddy, he uh, his wife is from there. And we went out to some cafe and we went, we went out to eat and I had to use the bathroom. So I got up and I went to the bathroom and they didn't have the the picture, you know, like the woman and the man. They had it spelled out on the door. And I felt so stupid. I got there and I looked at it like I had to walk back to the table, you know, and ask for help because <laughs> I had no idea which bathroom to use. And how embarrassing was that? But I got in the bathroom and this bathroom had a light show. It had a TV on the floor. Oh. Uh, loud music. It was absolutely nuts that sounds like a party it was really strange it wasn't even that kind of a place it was like just like a kind of a quiet cafe you know and you walked into the bathroom it was like this rave concert or something <laughs> so how long have you lived in uh, in montreal um i've been here for about 12 years now so i grew up in regina saskatchewan um and i moved here after i finished university the first time in 2009 i want to say yeah, and I've lived here pretty much uh, ever since. I, I moved out to Berlin for uh, a little while, and then I was back in Saskatoon, um, Saskatchewan, for uh, just about a year, and then I moved back here last September. La, 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 la. 
pale lips. Let's just get right into it. How did it happen? Uh, so uh, Lynn, who is our drummer, mm-hmm. uh, and I were partying together. Um, we actually didn't know each other until this night. Um, but uh, our singer, Jackie's husband, was also partying with us. And he introduced Lynn and I. And he was like, Lynn, you want to start a band? This is Jamie. She plays bass. She's awesome. And uh, Lynn and I just like hit it off immediately, um, became like really good buddies, like really fast. And she had been, um, she had the idea of like a band of all girls for a while. So she was kind of like, you know, had her eye out for who she liked and who was, who was good, you know. So yeah. she she sought out Alona, who was playing in a band called The Dagger Eyes, which are really great if uh, if you can get a chance to find some of their stuff. Um, and so that's a cool band name. Yeah, Dagger totally. Eyes. That's I mean, awesome. They were really great. So um, yeah, they have like a few records. Um, you can find them still. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, Lynn and I and Alona kind of met up, and we started jamming the three of us, and we quickly realized we needed a singer. Um, So we all knew Jackie kind of independently, and she was this karaoke queen that um, we all loved. (laughs) And we asked her if she wanted to be in a band with us, and it was like, it was such like a great, wonderful, sweet moment. You know, we all, we love each other. (laughs) Right out of the gates, you guys are a band, and... Yeah, you all, you all knew how to play and everything. Uh, I mean, I was not great at, at <laughs> bass, but um, I, you know, th- like we were all so patient with each other. You know, Alona was a great guitar player already. Um, Lynn had been playing drums for like a few years, and we were just like really patient. You know, like we we like started writing songs together right away, and um, Alona brought some songs that she had like written that like didn't have like bass or drums or anything to them yet. And, you know, we worked them out together and it was awesome. Like it's, it was like a really like powerful, you know, first little while yeah. um, trying to get those songs together and like jamming together. Yeah. So who were you like, what was the goal? Like, who were you trying to be like the runaways or the Donna's or the Ramones? Well, of yeah. course, the Ramones, but, you know, all-girl <laughs> punk rock band. Yeah. You just, it's got to be the Runaways. We were the Ramones granddaughters. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Who is your favorite all-girl punk rock band? Ooh. Um, you mean, like, from, not, like, right now, like, from before? Anytime. All time. Yeah, anytime. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, ooh, I love the Donnas. Um, yeah, the Donnas. First couple records were just awesome. Yeah, I recently got a hold of a few of the first seven inches, and I am very excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Donnas, of course, Nikki and the Corvettes, um, the B-Girls. My favorite was always the Runaways, but right now I think the Spazzies. Oh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned that band. I, I know that band. I, I, didn't, I haven't gotten super into them, but I will, I'm sure. Yeah, give them a listen. You'll love them. I will. They're from Australia. Um, isn't that Lucy's band? That is like, Lucy's uh, band. Okay, yeah. So, so I have heard, I've, I've heard them, and I've heard of them, but I, I haven't gotten really into them um, yet. But I, I do really, really um, like them from what I've heard so far. They have two albums that are just, just dynamite. They're so good. Right on. They're yeah. not around, of course, anymore. Lucy's the only active one. Oh, okay. I think. 
Yeah, I, I heard the record that she and uh, Jeff did, which was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she's 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 cool in my books. <laughs> she's very cool. Yeah. So no, I was just I was just curious because like, you live in Montreal, so it's this huge city where I'm from. Like to find anybody to play in a band was always hard just to yeah. find someone that was that could play that wanted to play and was into punk rock almost impossible here yeah so especially to find four girls that could all have the same interest like around here not happening i mean maybe maybe you just don't know where to look <laughs> when it happens it's always really good yeah it's like there's never like you know what i mean it's yeah. like the ones that I know, they're all good. Yeah, there's, you know, and I, I think it's really cool that, like, more girls are, are finding the confidence to make bands and, you know, do awesome projects. Like, um, I know that the listeners can't see what I hold up for you, but you can. Um, so, like, the Sorrells. Yeah. Such an incredible band from Winnipeg. Uh, three girls that just are unreal. They're so good. I can't say enough good about them you know and it's just one of those things like they they all came together and they did something really great um there's a couple bands right now that are getting pretty big out of montreal one is called no bro awesome and uh, another is called les shirley's or les shirley sorry no s on the end they just came out with their first record um i just listened to it it's unreal they're so good read records yeah how long has this been going on so it's been a project that started maybe like two years ago. Um, okay. Uh, it's named, my, my mother's name was Rita and she passed away three years ago. And I, you know, she always encouraged me to play music and follow my dreams. And so I thought what better way to kind of, you know, keep her memory alive than start a little label under her name. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So it's, it's been like a super great experience so far i've gotten to work with some really great bands and i can't wait just to you know do the next thing what made you want to do that because i do that too you know and i like it's like a bug and you you catch it and it's just like it's something like most people don't want to do this shit you know and i love it yeah totally excuse me it's a lot of work and uh you know i don't make any money doing it but (laughs) um i mean you, you know exactly what i mean um, it's labor, it's labor of love and I love music and I love, um, the bands that I've put out, you know, like we all have like group chats all the time and we, you know, share music and share ideas. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the big reasons that I wanted to start a label was kind of to share the knowledge that I had about, or that I've like acquired about how to get your music played or, you know, how to sell records. I'm not an expert by any means, but I do all right. And I just really wanted to share knowledge that I've gained as an artist and as a musician with other artists and other musicians. I've had the the pleasure of like releasing a few records with Pale Lips and, you know, the contacts that I've made doing that, DJs or um, reviewers or people that buy records, you know, those contacts, I like to pass those on to the bands that um, I release records for and yeah you know like like before you started recording and we were chit-chatting about like the punk rock family um that's it you know it's just bringing people into the punk rock family and holding each other up i met a lot of people 
um, who were interested in the music that I was making with Pale Lips. And, you know, um, I'm a talker, I'm a chit chatter. So <laughs> when people have started talking to me about my band, um, you know, we, we've become friends over the years. And those same people are helping me get the word out about the bands whose records I'm putting out. So it's, it's awesome. And, you know, these, these are the kind of people that if we're coming through town, they'll put on a show for us. Um, or, you know, if, if they, they have someone who they think um, I should hear, you know, I share it with the other bands and the other people on the label. It's, it's just like a, a little community, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So how do you how do you get hooked up with all the Italian stuff? You guys played Raduno. Let's just you guys played Raduno. What year was that? Last two years ago? Mm, that so was the second Raduno. So I guess that would have been 2017. Does that seem right? 2018. Uh, my year is there. Something like that. No, I feel like we lost a year in there. So, so yeah, <laughs> uh, I I think it was either 2016 or 2000. I think okay, 2017. I want to say it was the second Raduno, and actually. Um, so Alona's first band, The Dagger Eyes, was the connection uh, for that. So she had toured with The Dagger Eyes in Europe and met friends. And um, shout out to friends if you're listening. Hi. Um, she, He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, you know, kind of like made that connection for us. And he was like, yes, get over here. Let me help you. And he did our first tour, um, and that was the year that we played Punk Rock Reduno. Uh, and we played a bunch of shows in Italy and Germany and Austria, Switzerland. It was it was so much fun. And uh, they had invited us back again. I think it was in 2018 we went back. And then we were supposed to go back in 2020 in October, but, um, you know, that didn't happen. <laughs> Um, we played the year that uh, Nikki Corvette played, which was so awesome. That's cool. Yeah. How was that for you guys? Did you? I, I assume you met her. And... Of course. Oh, she's, you know, <laughs> you know, we all look up to her so much. So it was like really humbling to see her bobbing along to our songs. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, she was really excited for us. And we got to chat after and hang out and have a couple drinks with her and, she's she was so nice it was it was awesome and like um i think it was the song girls like me we all got up there and sang with her on stage cool and it was just like i don't know my mind was blown i was like i couldn't believe what was happening one two three four hot off the press i got the news the time is right we just can't lose
you look off stage and she's she's watching you play how fucking nervous are you oh level 10 <laughs> level 10 i was like you know i had my sunglasses on because it was in the afternoon and i was just very thankful for them because i was i was so <laughs> so shy but uh so like grateful at the same time that's cool so um you've played puza fest i assume yeah we played puza fest a few times Okay, are they, they're not even close, are they? The same kind of atmosphere? No, they're pretty different, but they're they're great yeah. in their own ways, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Fest is like this big, like one of those fests that kind of takes over like a city, right? It seems like several venues and stuff. Totally, exactly. Like, um, there's... Less of a family kind of thing, whereas Reduno seems like it's all your buddies and... Well, I mean, Pooza is, you know, people come from all over to go to Pooza, and they do lots of stuff for kids and there's outdoor free shows and there's indoor club shows and there's a market and there's all kinds of stuff. And that's really cool. That's like, you know, that's, that's all like community building stuff. Um, Reduno is all outdoors. It's all free, which, um, is, is, you know, unreal, unreal. It's unreal. Um, <laughs> but they do it, they make it work. And it's at this beautiful venue in Bergamo called um, Adone. And uh, they, yeah, they make it work. It's great. But it's, it's much smaller. I watch videos of Reduno and I've seen the pictures and it's like, I just want to go. You got to go. I just want to go there. But I want to, it's weird because like you said, it's free. And that's so weird because like how they can make it free. Like it's hard to believe that they can pull it off. Yeah, and they but do, I love it. They do. They do it. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can do there. And there's um, ways that, you know, you can contribute for sure. Um, but the festival is free and it's it's awesome. I don't know. I, that's my favorite festival in the world, hands down, Punk Rock Reduno. Yeah, I still want to go. And I've they invited me. And, you know, obviously last year didn't happen. So it's it sucks. But one of these years, I'm going to get there. You gotta. Yeah. Andrea from iBuy said that uh, he would be my co-host. We could do like a little live thing. You, so. Yeah, that'd be fun. You should do it. <laughs> they have lots of like different like labels and podcasts and artists and stuff like that there too. And like, you know, there's like roller derby matches. Like it's it's so much more than just music. It's it's a real like community uh, thing. It's, it's awesome. The nice thing is it's so open. So you can be chit-chatting with your buddy having a hot dog or like drinking a beer at a table, but you can still hear the music. You can still see the bands. It's, it, it's really, it's well set up and well thought out. I think it's great. I, I don't know what their plans are this year. Do you know? I'm not sure. No, I haven't, I I haven't chatted with them about it, but um, you know, I'd, I'd love to get back there when I can. Hopefully Pale Lips can play there again. That'd be, that'd be great. So I didn't get into Pale Lips. Like the, the first record that I ever heard was um, After Dark. Okay. You know? like two years ago mm-hmm. like I, I knew the name a little bit just because of probably Reduno or whatever you know but I remember when I, I the first thing I heard was After Dark and it was like holy shit this is cool you know this is like thank you it's not like the Donna's but it's like that the first time I heard the Donna's it was like whoa like this is awesome and the Pale Lips kind of like had that effect thank you um yeah I mean I I love the music that we make I'm really proud of it um that yeah that's it <laughs> i'm really proud of what we do do you write everything no um so do you write a lot of it uh i i do yeah um alona i think probably writes the most uh, our guitar player 
she probably has the most songs uh, chalked up to her name now. Um, but yeah, I write a lot of the, the songs these days and Jackie does a lot of stuff too. And Alona also, I don't know, we all kind of like do a lot, you know, and um, it's, yeah, we have like an interesting writing process because either like Alona or Jackie or I will kind of like come up with the song to start and like make a little, a little demo and then we bring it to the band and it kind of, it, it stays the same, but it also becomes like our song, you know, like we put our little like yeah. sprinkles on top. <laughs> um, so and then like at the end of that day it'll become like a pale lip song and it'll sound like us you know that's awesome yeah
The Ramones are the best group in the world, Mr. McCree. Give me some funny tour stories from anywhere. Oh, I'm trying to think uh, of funny tour stories from the States. I don't know if I have many from there, but definitely in Europe, uh, we had... Our last tour manager there was this guy named Marco, and I love Marco. I still text him every, like, week or so, but he he's just, like, a real, like, professional tour manager, you know? Like, he's he's great. He's amazing at what he does, and our, our first tour manager, Richard, was awesome, too, but uh, Marco's just, like, more fresh in my mind because it was, uh, it was more recent, uh, but he has this thing where he just gets very angry uh, <laughs> at traffic or parking or anything that has to do with the car and he would just uh, like you know swear for minutes on end in Italian <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know we all couldn't help but giggle even though he was so angry <laughs> that's funny yeah but he's so great uh, what a what a great guy how do you how do you get hooked up with a, a tour manager over there? Or how do you decide who's going to do it for you? It's it's Franz. It's all him. Uh, like Franz's company, Otis Tours, is in charge of yeah. um, our um, European booking. So he he takes care of that all for us. Um, our first tour manager was this guy named Richard, who I, again, like I still keep in contact with him. He's a great great guy. He's from. Um, Oh, where is he from again? I think he's he's Dutch. Um, and then Marco was our, our most recent tour manager, and he's he's an Italian fellow. Um, but yeah, uh, Franz, Franz takes care of all that kind of stuff for us. That's cool. Yeah. It's got to be like, I would be like, I mean, I know Franz, so I, to me, I wouldn't worry, but like maybe for a first timer it's got to be kind of nerve wracking, like, cause you don't know who you're going to get. And if you end up with some, you know, crazy guy who's constantly screaming in traffic, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's fine. I can deal with that. But, uh, I think friends, you know, make sure, especially that we're taken care of and he, he would never put us in harm's way. We got a guy here named Nick. He's a buddy of mine and he does punk rock van. Cool. Yeah, he takes bands out, and I just think it'd be so cool just to to be a tour manager, you know, especially for bands like for overseas, you know, like an Italian band coming over, just to to drive them around for a while and just experience that with them, and just you know, just have fun, fuck around, just be fun. Totally, I've often thought about that too, like maybe being a tour manager or a driver or something like that, because um, again, using my experience with the band, I've met like a lot of people uh, over the years, but. I've also heard the horror stories of tour <laughs> managers that have had terrible, terrible experiences with bands. So I wouldn't want to be on that end of it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there are some assholes still out there. That's right. But it would be cool, though. Just an excuse to travel, <laughs> you know, travel around, meet people and go to shows. And Yeah, totally. I mean, like, that's that's the best part about being in a band, you know, besides making music of course like we get to travel and that's awesome you know i never thought in a million years when i was like a, a kid going to shows that you know that would take me to you know europe like and the state yeah. and you know maybe one day japan you know it, it it it's it's wild to think about that but here i am and you know 
that's happened. So what was your first punk rock show as a kid? First punk rock show as a kid um, was Green Day, actually. Um, okay. So I, we were chatting about it before um, the podcast that I really, yeah. I grew up listening to Green Day. I loved them. And um, I think I was 12 or so, maybe maybe 13. Um, and Green Day was coming to a city near me. They were playing a warp tour. And I really wanted to go. And my mom was just like, absolutely no way that I'm letting you go to a, a city <laughs> seven hours away. You know, with was that was that, what city was it? Calgary, it was Calgary or yeah. Winnipeg? It was Calgary. Okay. And uh, she's like, "There's no way I'm letting you go seven hours away. You know, with friends or whatever. You know, you're too young." <laughs> and so she was like, "You know what? I'll take you." And she brought me to Warp Tour to see Green Day, and that show really like opened my mind um, because there was, you know, I mean, of course, there's Green Day that played, but there were so many other bands. There was the Lunachicks. I saw the Lunachicks at three. That's awesome. Old, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's great. And um, uh, like the whore pops, you know, all these these like really great women in bands. And I was like, wow, I want to do that, you know. And uh, actually, when Green Day played, there was this girl that came up and played Knowledge because they always covered that song back in the day. I don't know if they still do. Yeah. Um, and they would always bring someone from the audience. And it was this this woman. And, you know, she like started kind of fiddling around with the guitar and it seemed like she was kind of you know, not going to get it. And then as soon as the song started, she just wailed it and everyone huh. was stoked. And I just remember my like little brain just like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to, I want to play guitar. I want to be on stage. I can do it. You know, what would your mom think? Was, was she a, f- a fan of Green Day? She bought a Green Day hoodie, which was really cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. She, I mean, I think, I think, you know, as, as she was as supportive as she could be about my obsession. <laughs> yeah, my mom was always, um, she was really cool. Like, uh, she used to live in Madison. Okay. And I lived here, and uh, I'd go down and visit her, and I was like 14, 15, and there'd be a cool band playing at a bar. Mm-hmm. And she would literally just, like, drop me off, and I would stand outside the bar like there was a there was a bar there called Okay's Corral. It's like a famous place and uh, yeah. big front windows and the band was playing and behind them was me watching them, you know, outside. And I would just stand there and listen to bands. The the door would open up every once in a while. Someone would go in and out and I could hear it better. But I did that quite often. And I saw a lot of bands doing that. And uh yeah, she was always like Maybe it's not the smartest decision, you know, but she knew that I, you know, I loved it. You know, I just wanted to see bands play. So she was really cool with that shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she was always <laughs> fun like that. So, yeah, I think uh, moms make the punk rock world go around sometimes, right? Absolutely. So, what was your first, like, how did you start playing? Did you start playing guitar or bass first? or? So, I, I grew up playing music around uh, my grandfather. Um, I was like playing like violin and keyboard and stuff like that, but never like really well, you know, like it was just kind of like the songs that he would teach me. Um, and, 
uh, guitar also, but like um, kind of like really like elementary guitar. Um, <laughs> Ode to joy and stuff like that. Yeah, just like really like <laughs> simple stuff. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Grandpa didn't teach me the power chord. You know. Um, <laughs> But I, when I moved to Montreal, I was working at a little cafe in the Milan neighborhood, and I worked with this guy. Um, his name's Johnny. Actually, there's a song about him on After Dark. working with him and he was like I'm starting a band I need you to learn how to play bass and I was like uh, <laughs> okay and so we you know would spend nights uh, in his apartment he would play piano and we drink so much wine and he would teach me how to play the bass and he did and then we jammed with a full band and we played one show um, and it was incredible like it really like gave me the confidence to be on a stage and he really like took the time to help me really like learn from nothing. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm, like eternally grateful for that. So around here, it seemed like the bass players, it was out of necessity. Like everyone was a guitar player and whoever was the shittier guitar player had to play bass. That seemed like the unwritten rule. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I love playing bass now though. It's, it's like a powerful instrument, you know what I mean? As a kid, I didn't really notice. Like, it was the bass player, like, that's the boringest thing to do. You, Nobody notices the bass. Did you never listen to Rancid? This is pre-Descendants days for okay. me, like, okay. Okay. you know, like, bass players didn't matter, and then I heard the fucking Descendants, and it's like, you know, Carl makes that band. Yeah, totally. So... There's certain bands where it's like, the bass player is the key element there. I, I think, like... Uh, a lot of bands are like that now, 
you're the guardian of the groove as the bass player. Uh, <laughs> that's true. You know, I, I I don't know. I think it is. It's it it's fascinating now. Like when a certain when a band has everything, when every guy in the band or girl is like good, the band is unstoppable. Like the Descendants. You know, those guys are the best at what they do and. Totally, but I, I also just think that like sometimes it just sounds good when everyone is just like on, even though they're not the best oh, yeah. bass player, the best guitar player, the best drummer, but they all just kind of like click together, you know? Like that's, oh, yeah. that's a magic that you just like, you can't fake that. That's like, no, it's real magic. Okay, so like, what about Green Day? That guy, like if you take him out of that band, if you take his bass lines out, they're a completely different band. Totally. And as a kid, I don't, I didn't really notice that. When I hear, when I listen to Green Day now, it's like, holy shit, like this guy's really good. Yeah. And those songs are completely different. Yeah. Without him. There's yeah. no way. I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe when you're younger, you listen to the melody and the guitar or the vocals more than other parts. I don't, I don't know if that's like a real thing, but maybe that's, I think that that's kind of how I grew up listening to music. I, I, you know, paid attention to the guitar and the vocals and um, now when I when I hear music, like one of the first things I, I listen for is the bass, you know, and make yeah, sure it's turned up like <laughs> nice and loud. I, I'm not a drummer, but I've, I've always been like, I'm a drummer guy. Like when the drums sound really cool, it's like, those drums sound awesome. You know, mm-hmm. I just noticed that, but I'm not... Totally. I'm not a musician anymore, so like nothing stands out in particular. I don't, I don't gravitate towards the guitar or anything, so <laughs> it's whatever stands out, so... Yeah, I feel like now I like listen more for like complete songs. Like I really like um, like good catchy tunes. I guess like I, I mean obviously I do still listen for great bass lines, but I just love a catchy tune. What's your favorite band right now? Like newer band? <sighs> newer band. Um, you know that's kind of a hard one because there's so, <laughs> there's, there's so many good ones. I I mean. If I, okay, if we're gonna talk Canadian bands, that okay. So let's let, let's back up here. When <laughs> when I asked you to be on the show, we yeah. I threw a couple topics at you, yeah. And one of them was let's we could just talk about Canadian bands. Sure. There are some really good bands. Yeah. Up north, and I think you're gonna introduce me to um, a lot of new music here. Yeah, totally. Everything I like is like old. Even the stuff that's newer is like still like 10 years old. (laughs) Yeah, there's honestly, there's so much good music coming out of Canada these days and from all over Canada. Um, Some of my favorites right now are Out of Controller.
yeah, they're they're great. This uh, seven inch No Echo is my favorite one of their releases. That's a cool cover. What's that on? Yeah, this is on Jerama uh, forty five. Jerama, uh, I guess. Hold on, I'm not sure if that's the name of the label or not. You know, I was not very prepared with that question. Yeah, Jerama. Uh, Jerama, <laughs> it looks like. Uh, are they are they from are they Montrealers? So they're actually from Halifax. Um, they just released an album on Alien Snatch, which is the same label oh, yeah. released uh, After Dark, along with Spaghetti Town. Uh, Out of Germany, right? Alien Snatch. Alien Snatch. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's from uh, Berlin. Alien Snatch released uh, a band from around here called uh, The Leghounds. Okay, I don't know that band, but uh, we'll check them out. They became the Jetty Boys. Okay. And this was like a long time ago. Leghounds. Check them out. I, will, I think you'd like I them. I will do that. Yeah, Alien Snatch yeah. puts out like, a lot of really great records. Um, but uh, yeah, Out of Controller, is a hu- I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of theirs. Um, I think we kind of went over the Sorrells and No Bro. Um, Sister Susie, this record was just released. They're out of Edmonton, kind of more glam style, but they're so great. Now, are you distributing that, or did you actually put that out? Uh, so this one, I am just doing a little distro for. Um, it was put out by Longshot Records, or Longshot Music, okay. I guess, uh, which is like a division of Pirates Press. Um, but I'm going to be putting out their next EP. It's, uh, nice. at the, it's at the press right now. It clamped down in Vancouver, and that'll be coming out sometime this year. Uh, I've heard a lot about Clampdown. Oh, they're awesome. It seems like... I can't say enough great about them. That's cool. That I, you know, I looked into it and I was like, ah, this shipping kills me. I can't do it. <laughs> right, but um, yeah, I, I guess you know, I, I like dealing with them because uh, Billy, the the guy that runs it, is great to deal with. He really understands my vision when I'm trying to explain, you know, different colors and stuff like that over the phone or like email. And um, he just goes with with my ideas, and I, I love it. And they've been great to work with. I can't say enough good about them. And they're out of Vancouver, so it's Canadian currency, which is good for me because uh, <laughs> yeah, Amer- American dollar adds up. All right, let me throw let me throw a band or two at you. All right. Seems like a, there's a lot of like legendary bands out of Canada, like old punk bands, you know, DOA and uh, like Teenage Head, and oh. No Means No. I mean, SNFU. Like, SNFU. Yeah, actually, I played with them once. They played in my town years and years ago. Um, who else? Like Pointed Sticks? Yeah, like Pointed Sticks, um, Chicks Dig It. Um, well, yeah, but the, see, see that I was thinking like, I think like DOA and like Teenage Head, they're like the ultimate legendary like classics. Totally. Yeah. And then and I get to I like Chicks. I think Di- SNFU is up there with the uh, legendary classics for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, also, and then chicks dig it. Propaganda, yeah. Is it Gandhi or Gandhi? I always say propaganda, but yeah, I'm not sure actually matter. how it's pronounced. Um, I always liked their first album, like when I was in high school. Like I loved that record. Yeah. And they got a little too metally for me. I, but... I I think that they're great, and I think um, yeah, their first albums definitely were like formative for me when I was growing up because they were from Winnipeg and they actually came through Regina a few times. But yeah, like uh, I think from the bands that you're talking about, uh, Teenage Head is, you know, probably my top. Oh, 
but also you got to talk about bands like the B Girls. They were out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dish Rags. I think they were from Vancouver. I don't know them. Uh, I just grabbed their record. I don't know if it was re-released. What about the Riptides? Riptides. I. That's a band. Uh, you know, it, it's. I don't know why I never got into them. They came through Regina a bunch, but uh, they were just outside of my realm. I'm not sure why. Yeah. They're a cool band. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to the Riptides and it's like, damn, this band is so good. Like, they're my favorite Canadian band. You mean bes- besides Pale Lips? Besides, well, besides Pale Lips, you know. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, my ultimate like Canadian band is is Chicks Dig It. Okay. They're like so good. Like everything about them is is pretty damn perfect. Yeah, I, I would probably say if I had to pick my like desert island Canadian uh, <laughs> band, it would probably be Teenage Head. Or yeah. SNFU. Or SNFU. Close. Close tie there. I love the Hanson Brothers. I'll go Hanson Brothers over oh, No yeah, Means No. Brothers. Yeah, totally. But um, I, I actually, I like No Means No. They're just a little too, at times, just a little too like progressive. Okay. You know, it's too weird for me, but Hanson Brothers I love. How about... um? Do you like the creeps? You like the creeps, don't you? Um, okay, again, it's like one of those bands that I <laughs> I just never got into, not for any reason particularly. Um, I know like, you know, they're great and they're huge over in Europe too. Um Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I just I don't know why. I just never got into them. Hmm. Yeah. I love them. I mean the the guy's got Oh, he's just got this fucking voice. Have you have you ever heard the Smoking Popes? You know that band? I don't. Okay, so it's just the guy, he's got this voice that's just amazing, and when you hear him sing, you, you instantly know who you're listening to, right. and that's the creeps for me. He doesn't have the same voice or anything like that, but he's just like, man, it's just the guy's just got this magical voice, and they're they're a great band. They're out of Ottawa, I yep. think. Yeah, there's so yeah. many great bands from Ottawa. How about, I don't think they're from Ottawa. <laughs> How about the Vapids? That's yeah. not who I was thinking, but um, they're from London, maybe, or Hamilton, I think they're from Hamilton. Yeah, uh, they're. I mean, obviously they're great. Um, and they're pretty uh, legendary. Totally, totally legendary. Um, I'm trying to think of what that album was. Oh yeah, Charm School Dropouts is great. Yeah, that's the one for me. Totally.
So being in like the middle of Canada growing up, you were hearing about Chicks Dig It and you were hearing about the Vapids probably like. Yeah, you know, I actually, I, di- I didn't hear about the Vapids growing up. Um, but uh, Jimmy, Jimmy and I have actually become like uh, buddies cool over the years like after you know i after i started listening to them and stuff and we actually met at punk rocker do you know nice there's an interview that he did with me on the internet somewhere cool he's awesome what a great guy vapids were like they were dd ramon's favorite band i heard no way i'm a huge i've heard that from a few people it just seems so crazy like how can anybody be dd ramon's favorite band like what an honor you know (laughs) that's an incredible honor absolutely how about the isotopes you like them i do i do um they i i guess i like started hearing about them when i wasn't out west anymore but um yeah they're great and i think that they played puza maybe a couple times yeah i think so yeah i know um like our our buddy mike from the d cracks he drummed for them uh a couple times i think i know in in europe maybe like a uk tour and then in canada also like the d cracks they are also banned from the usa that's (laughs) right that's right so what a perfect fit yeah no isotopes are great i'd love to see them i never have you know i think that like maybe maybe you should come up for like puza fest or something i know a lot of a lot of these kind of bands uh you know try and try and play that festival I don't know why I haven't, because like I said, I have like my best bud lives in Montreal and I haven't seen him in many years now. So, and his parents used to live here and they've since moved to somewhere down South. So like he doesn't come here to visit anymore, (laughs) you know? So I, I never see him. Gotta get up here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Pup? No. Pup. Pup. Okay. Well, they're amazing. You got to check them out. They have like really great music videos. Um, yeah, they're just a really great band. All their stuff is awesome. And they, they tour a lot, actually. I think they go through the States like quite a bit. They're from Toronto and they're awesome. Um, what else is on my list here? Of course, Neil Young doesn't really fit in the <laughs> punk category, you know, but I love Do him. You really? I love his I love his music. I find Neil Young to be like the boringest shit ever what <laughs> i'm just it's something about neil young i just can't do it yeah i don't know i mean like he it's a, it's like a prairie prairie thing maybe yeah, for maybe. me you know his music his music reminds me of home for sure what about brian adams you know i like brian adams i'm 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 a big brian adams I, I, i'll go brian <laughs> adams before neil young for sure what okay yeah. i don't know i don't know about Cuts that like but knife. i do like that's like a knife. That's right. Yeah. Who is like, there are some very famous like Canadians, you know, like rock bands, especially Rush, who are like the worst of the worst. Neil Young, <laughs> but Brian Adams, but who am I missing? Like, is there, who's the big one? Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Yeah. She's pretty big. She's terrible too. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you can't say that. Don't say that too loud. Here. I know. <laughs> She's like a, she's like our queen, but like the tragically hip, the guess who BTO. You know what? My buddy grew up there. He grew up in Canada, but he was American and that's a fucking band. The tragically hip. We, we met like after high school, we worked, we delivered pizzas together, you know, and that was the band. He was like, Oh dude, the tragically hip. They're so good. And it was like, who the fuck are the tragically hip? You know, cause (laughs) they're huge in Canada. Right. And down here, they're nobody. So yeah, they're they're kind of like a national treasure here. Um, but my I okay, 
I, I think I, I think I lied to you. I'm so sorry. I said that Teenage Head was my desert, desert island band, and while they are definitely a close second, my number one is Sloan. Okay. They're, they're also from Halifax, and I, I just love them. I can't believe I forgot about them. They weren't on my list, but they're at the top. That's for sure. I love, love, love Sloan. Um. I have a long list of bands that I love that are from Canada. One of my favorite newer bands, and they're not new by any means, is Old Wives. Edmonton. It's uh, Darren Chuka. He also plays. He plays drums for Teenage Bottle Rocket now. Oh, yeah. He okay. replaced uh, Brandon. But um, no, Old Wives are great. They're very much in the just straight up power pop punk. I love little, that stuff. Little Green Day ish. You know, you can hear the influence there. Awesome stuff. I'm writing them on the list. You'll love them. 
How about school damage? Oh, yeah, of course. Brad actually was also at that punk rock Reduno, the first one where we played and met Jimmy and Nikki and... Cool. You know. Canadian night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think, you know, I think I think France and Andrea love Canadians. That's a, that's a rumor I've heard. I don't know them at all. I just know Brad. Like, he seems to be friends with everybody I know, but I've never had an exchange with him at all, so... Yeah, he's like a, he's a really nice guy. I like him. How about Riff Randall's? Don't know the Riff Randall's. Don't know the Riff Randall's? I'm sorry, I'm losing all my cred here. No, they're they're older. They they're not around anymore. That's uh, KJ's wife was in that band. KJ from Chick Stiggett. Riff Randall's. I'm looking them up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Re- I recognize. I recognize the band. So good. So good. From Vancouver. Oh, speaking of great Vancouver uh, bands, Cub is who I've Cub. been listening to a lot of lately. So good. I, I, I don't know how, but like they just kind of like missed my radar growing up. But um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, they missed a lot of people's radar. So yeah, no, they're great. So cute. Yeah, Lisa Marr. She's a good songwriter. She's got a cool voice. Totally. Yep. I forgot about them. Well, I just reminded you. <laughs> what about the McRackens? That's another one of those bands that I had never heard of until I went to to Europe. And everyone was like, oh, you're from Canada, the McCrackens. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I looked them up and I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> what do you think of the gimmick? I love gimmicks. It's a little strange. It, it's weird. I've never seen them live, so I can't speak to the gimmick. I haven't seen them either. With like a full, a full opinion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I love a gimmick. I've, I've been a fan of theirs since I was in high school or maybe just out of high school, like a long time, too long. And, uh, I fucking love them and I've never seen them. I'd love to, I'd love to see them just to see how they play in those costumes, you know, (laughs) it'd be funny, but, um, no, super nice guys. I'm sure it's hot. I bet it is. Yeah. I don't know how you could play with like makeup on and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I like, (laughs) there've been shows where I've taken my pants off because I'm too hot. (laughs) Jeez. Like real, really, like just like it's, and it's not like a, not a sexy thing. It's like, I need out of my pants now because I'm too hot.
country, man. That seems like I don't know any shitty bands well, that are there. Yeah, no, uh, and there's like a lot of like really great smaller bands now um, that like maybe not like so much in like the pop punk or power pop scene, but um, there's a band called Teen Anger. This record, this is one of my favorite records of last year. Uh, I don't know what the record is called. Off the it's top the, of my head. It's the pink album. Oh, it's called Good Time. Okay. Which is uh, one of the songs, actually my favorite song off the record, number six. Yeah, uh, this this record is awesome. Teen Anger, Good Time. Nice. It's like, I would say it's probably my favorite record that came out last year. It's like a little bit more... Um, it's definitely a, a poppy, like kind of like synth pop, maybe. I don't know how. I, I'm really bad with describing music, yeah, yeah. but it's it's awesome. It's really really great, and I love um, bands that have both uh, male and female vocals, um, and they do that, and they do it so 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 well. What is your favorite uh, male female vocal band? Ooh, I mean, probably Teen Anger. Okay. Okay, I'm going to check yeah, them out. Yeah, I really, really like them um, a lot. But uh, off the top of my head, this is a question I was not prepared for. I definitely love love that band, though. Off the top of my head, Teenage Bubblegum is out of Italy. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I, re- I really like that Lucy and Jeff record that they did. That was cool. Yeah, that's really good. Um, but, like, bands, I'm trying to think. Off the top of my head, I'm, uh, I'm blanking here, but, um, yeah. There's a really good one, and I'm gonna kick myself when I'm editing this. <laughs> like, oh, oh for sure, for sure. I'll like text. I'll message you about it later. Yeah. As soon as it pops in my head. <laughs> What's the coolest show you've ever played? Besides Reduno, like just a pale lips show, just on the road, no, not a festival kind of show. A couple come to my mind like right away. Definitely, one was the first time we played Moncton in New Brunswick which is a, like a small city on the way to Halifax. Um, we played in this house called Claude's House that doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. But it was um, a punk house, and in the basement they had shows. Cool. And, you know, it was a small city. We didn't really expect much of it, and we just ended up having the best time. Um, we played with uh, a couple bands, um, the Disasterbaters that I don't think are around anymore from Moncton, and uh, the Lord Almighty's that I also don't think are around anymore from Toronto. Um, we just had a great time, and we ended up going out after, and we lost Lynn, our drummer, in a hammock <laughs> store at, like, 3 in the morning. Wait, wait, uh, a hammock <laughs> store? Yeah, like, you know, like those, like, swingy yeah, yeah. seat things. Yeah, sh- there, there was, uh, th- in Moncton, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a store that, like, was open at night, <laughs> and they sold hammocks. And we couldn't find Lynn after the bar and she was there in the hammock store in a hammock passed out in a hammock. And she wasn't passed out. <laughs> she was just having a great time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was definitely that show. And then, um, on our last European tour, we played at this jam space in Genova, Italy. Um, and it was jam packed and, you know, people actually like picked Jackie up and she was like singing <laughs> in their arms with like a microphone cord and it was, it was awesome. Um, also we played like three shows in 24 hours in Spain and the second of the three was in Madrid and it was at like two in the morning or something crazy. And 
you know, everyone there, even though they didn't know the, the words to our songs, they were all singing along. One of the guys like put Alona, our guitar player, on his shoulders and was like walking around with her while she was playing guitar and like it was it was packed and it was fun and Kurt Baker was there. Oh, that was a great show. That's cool. Seems like those those kind of off the wall shows, those like unexpected things like this is gonna suck, they turned out to be the best. Like I've been to crazy yeah. shows where it's like where is the show and it turns out it's like those are the most memorable ones oh yeah absolutely i love shows like that like jam spaces or basements or you know uh just just someone's mom's garage and then like the whole like the last show that we played on our last european tour was at our buddy john's house and he just has like a little stage set up in his yard and you know him and friends and all their buddies just came out and watched us play and it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of I, I, I'm trying to think of the craziest thing I ever saw. Like at I, I just can't even think. The city that I live in has a has a club that's been around since nineteen ninety one. This is their thirtieth year. Oh, it's thirty years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an all ages place. They've never served alcohol. Wow. It's amazing that it's still open, but um, I saw a lot of shows there growing up, but just there was always something stupid going on. It was a cool club. It was like, it's on the third story, th- third floor, cool. and the second floor was like, there was like the, the bathrooms, of course, but there was like all these other rooms where uh, bands would practice. Like we, we would rent a room and we would practice there and there'd be five other bands after school all practicing at the same time. But it was just like shenanigans that would go on like in the club it was always mm-hmm. fun. But um, yeah, the club's still going. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll survive this. That's the thing that we're all worried about right now, right? Is like the, the small little venues that we all love, you know, a lot of them are closing and that's, yeah, that's scary. And that's really sad. How are the, is there, what is the coolest club in, in Montreal? cool venues i think about turbo house and uh let's go griff and barfly and uh, all those places are still still kicking that's good yeah uh jackie actually works at turbo house that place is oh i love it (laughs) i saw a video a few months ago about a place in ottawa like uh like a punk rock arcade totally and i was like i want to go there (laughs) yeah that's it great We've, we've played there a bunch of times. Actually, Alona's twin sister works there. Cool. It just looked awesome from the video. I ended up watching the video. I'm like, why am I interested in a bar that I'll never go to that's, you know, a thousand miles away or whatever? But Maybe you will. Hopefully I never will. Say never. Yeah. But I know I kind of feel for that because it's like, what a cool thing they have in that city. And because my, my city has that. We have this club that's literally been around for 30 years. And, um, the owner's he's a good guy, so he's doing it for the right reasons. Obviously, he's not. It's 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 cool because he's giving the kids. He gave us a place to play. He encouraged us, and you know, it's awesome. That's awesome, and like all ages venues are so important. You know, when I when I was growing up in in Regina, we had one called the Buffalo Lounge, which was I I if my memory serves me correctly, it was in the back of like a a community center or like a church um but yeah same there was no no drinks or anything served there but it was like a space you know where like kids and like people that i went to high school with that were trying out 
the band thing for the first time. That's where they started, and it was awesome. And I don't know if places like that exist anymore in Regina or you know in in other places. I'm I'm trying to think of like an all ages venue right now in Montreal, and I you know maybe I'm just like really like you know having a brain fart or whatever. But I I I can't think of one. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like I hear about. It seems like every time I hear of these places, it's because they're closing, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, like I said, I live in a city of about 50,000 people. I don't know how mm-hmm. this place has stayed open for 30 years, but it's it's pretty awesome. Like, he's got the flyers up on the wall of, like, every show. Not every show, but every show 10 years ago, you know? And it's just unbelievable who's played there. I love places like that. I love I love the history in venues like that. Um, like I mentioned uh, before that I, I was living in Saskatoon uh, for a little while. Yeah. And there's a venue there called Amigos, which is also uh, like a restaurant and a bar. And the history of that place is amazing. Uh, and they have all their, their show posters up on the walls and everyone has played there. Every... Everyone, like anyone that we've talked about pretty much cool. that has gone to Saskatoon has, has played there. It's always fun to find those places. I remember mm-hmm. um, my wife and I went to Thunder Bay once mm-hmm. and went into a bar, random, literally parked, found the first bar downtown, walked in, and it was like, holy shit, like we picked like the only punk rock bar in Thunder Bay. Like, it was crazy. Right I think it was like a chick's dig it sticker on the wall or something. And, you know, you can always tell. You see the flyers. You, you may not have heard of the band, but you, you know mm-hmm. that it's a punk band or whatever. It was just, it's just cool when you can find those places. Totally. Those spaces are so important. They're so important to, they're so important in Canada. They're so important in the States. They're important in Europe. They're important everywhere. And, you know, we, we need to make sure that they stay open. So if, if anyone, like listening has the means to, you know, help out like these venues and in their time of need, like, please do, you know, like, I I think like uh, a lot of venues are selling merch or like selling different things. Uh, I know Turbo House has been selling t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that to try and stay afloat throughout. Um, And, you know, I I think pretty much everyone I know has like a full suit of Turbo, Turbo House stuff (laughs) now, but um, you know, we, we want to support and we want those places to be open when we can go back to playing shows and having beers and hanging out. Yeah. Did you see the, the Mangies were doing some auctions for the Skeletor Rock Club? I did. I want to go we, there. We, we got to play there. We played really? there. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's a great spot. It's one of those places where, like, I just know it because of the Mangies. It's like their home or whatever. Just from the first time I heard the Mangies, it was like they just are side by side. And I... I've always wanted yeah. to go there and I, I try to look at pictures and online and I, I'm so confused with the place. Like how, what is this place? Is it, there's like outside shit. There's like art stuff. There's a, you know. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of spaces, I think, especially in Italy have kind of like an outdoor or like, I guess even in Germany too, they have like an outdoor kind of like aspect to them. And a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that they don't have air conditioning is like readily available there. Hmm. Um, so, you know, in the summer and stuff like that, they really take advantage of outdoor space. That's where I want to go when I go to Love Italy. It. Rudino and Scaletta. But I don't, I don't care yeah, anything else in Italy. <laughs> That's where I'm going first. So 
Yeah, there. I mean, there. There's so many cool spots in in Italy. That's for sure. That's a that is a punk rock country. So after this, uh, after the pandemic's over, COVID's gone. If it's later in the fall or next spring or summer, whenever it is, how worried are you that the pale lips aren't going to have anywhere to play? I'm not worried. Not worried. We'll find places. Yeah, we'll find places. There's always going to be the basements and shit, but. Totally. There'll be the basements. There's going to be the streets, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, we'll find a place. Uh, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I just, I hope that like, you know, the small venues that everyone knows and loves and are part of the community will, will still be around. I mean, I, I, I'm fairly confident that the ones in Montreal will be that like I mentioned earlier, yeah. but, um, I, I just hope that everyone finds a way to pull through cause we want to play all those places, you know? Yeah. So, um, I know we can't look too far ahead with Pale Lips, but is there anything on the horizon for for anything? Nope. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, we're we're writing right now. Yeah. We're writing uh, a bunch of new songs. We all kind of have some stuff that we're working on. And um, Lynn and I actually just went back into the jam space last week, and we kind of worked on a new song that Jackie has just written. And um, yeah, we're we're working on on new music, and you know we we have plans to go back to Europe when we can, and you know we're definitely going to play more shows uh, in in Montreal and Toronto and Ottawa and stuff like that as soon as we can. But um, we just want to be safe, and we want everyone to be safe. So we're just you know we're being we're being patient, and we're just waiting. Uh, I haven't had the chance to tell you my favorite Pale Lips song. Ooh, what is it? That old ghost don't lie. That's a that's I really love that song. Yeah, it's really good. Thank you. Yeah, it, it comes from a really sad place.
the the cool thing about making that record is we kind of like we had a few um people kind of do guest instruments on it um uh the person who did the uh saxophone on johnny uh i, I believe her name was lorraine i i was in germany already when that was put on the record um but uh you know, she played saxophone on that song and Adam from the Adam Brown band played the harmonica on one of the songs. Um, Jackie played, uh, the keyboard, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That record was so much fun to make. We, we made it with uh, our friend and producer, uh, Ryan Bettistuzzi. Um, he, he's a dream to work with and yeah. I don't know. It was great. He really like brought out the best in us. I think. I gotta ask you about a video too. Oh. The video for uh, "Don't Take Your Switchblade to New York." Yeah, totally. That. Whose idea was it to to steal that? Yeah. So I actually think that it was um, the director's idea. I, I don't. I don't remember exactly how it came up. Um, Alona and I went to his house one night to kind of chat about making the video. We had this idea of making a double music video for the the seven inch. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was his idea to, to do um, a ripoff of uh, the I Want to Be Sedated <laughs> video. And actually, he's in the video. His name is David Don't. And he is the waiter. As he's, you know, waiting to us, like, changing our water and stuff like that, he was actually, like, yelling out, you know, like, uh, like, ballerina, come in now. And, like, you know, like, he was, like, <laughs> telling people what to do. And we only shot it twice, um, and it's it's one shot, which was like yeah. really, it was it was really really fun to do that, and uh, like all those people are uh, they're all our our friends, so got to hang out with our friends all day and make a cool video. How hard is it to just kind of keep a straight face when you're getting wrapped with toilet paper or ribbon or whatever it was? Honestly, <laughs> it was, it was easier than I thought it would be. But it was definitely hard, especially because, you know, like some of our friends were like right in our faces. <laughs> yeah. And those are, those are our real friends, you know, like we, those are people that we joke around with normally. So when they're in your face trying to make you laugh, it's hard not to. Um, but it, that was such a fun video. I, I love doing that. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Thank you. Any plans for Rita Records that you haven't? mentioned already well no just the sister Susie record is at the plant right now um i don't have a lot of resources financially to you know do a lot of, like have a bunch of stuff tied up at once and i also like taking my time to be able to properly do the release and like you know send it out to to djs and and stuff like that um so yeah next one's going to be the sister Susie record cool and then um there's a few bands that i've been in contact with that were um, chit-chatting about, but every, everyone, you know, no one can get into the studio at the moment, but, um, definitely going to do another record with the Sorrells. Uh, they have two or maybe three more songs that we're going to do a seven inch for, um, a band from Sudbury called the Apets that are really cool. All girls also like maybe like a little bit more garagey, I want to say, but they're so great. Awesome. And they do some songs in French, which is really cool. Um, and also excuse me, a band from New York called Quam. Yeah. So the, you know, like the, the latter of those two, um, it, it's, it's not like spelled out how it's going to 
work out yet, but we've been talking about it. So cool. yeah, lots of cool stuff to look, look forward to. How happy were you for Haley and her news this week, last week? I, I love Haley. Um, like our friendship really like started at kind of maybe just right before the pandemic, maybe. And Alex from what's up rocker radio, um, introduced us via Facebook message, I think. Um, and we just started talking and, you know, our really beautiful friendship has come from it. And I am just so happy for her. Um, she works really hard. I, I actually am like working on some songs with her, um, at the moment with our friend Natalie Sweet also. Um, she's, but, she's great uh, too. You know, absolutely 10 on 10. But, you know, I, I like, so I've known about this, this uh, announcement um, from Haley for a while, but I've, I've kept quiet about it. And I'm just so happy for her. I, I want all the best for her and I love seeing her grow. Ask Haley about my dream. Your dream? Yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah. I'll probably talk to her on Friday, so. <laughs> no, she's, she's great and I'm, I'm so happy and I, I kind of knew about it too, so it was like, I'm like, when are you gonna fucking announce this? Because this is like so cool. <laughs> like, if anyone doesn't know, anyone listening, it doesn't know. Haley is basically on Josie Cotton's label, and yes. she's recording at her studio. And I am so excited to hear what comes out of this. Me too. You know, uh, yeah, because because I mean, like Haley's my friend, but she's she's I'm also a fan. Oh yeah. You know what I? Mean? Like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hers and. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't wait to see what comes out of it. I think it's going to be awesome. I still remember she wrote me like a couple years ago and sent me this great message, and we've been friends ever since. And she's right the hardest working constantly. She, she works so, hard and I see it. I see it because I talk to her all the time. So I I mean like there there's so much more that she doesn't like put out you know on on like uh, in the public sphere that she that she does like. I mean, I, I guess that's like everyone. You don't really see all the work that goes on to like what the output actually is. But uh, she works hard, that's for sure. And uh, I, I give her, you know, lots of props. She's she's great. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm super happy for her. Congratulations, Haley. And um, yeah, ask her about my dream and, and tell her to come back on my show sometime. I will do that. Well, I won't keep you any longer. All right. Come back sometime and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about something else. We'll figure something out. Anytime you want. Awesome. All right, Jamie. We'll see you later. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Jamie Ray, Pale Lips, and Rita Records. Check out her band. Check out her label. It's all good stuff. Jamie, you got to check out Old Wives. I think you'll dig them. I fucking love them. Uh, next week, next week, I don't know. This this episode's probably going to be late anyways just because I'm so busy at work. Um, but, yeah, next week, if if anything, I'll just uh, I'll do a quick, easy one just, so, just to have something out, I guess. I don't know why. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. I appreciate it. Um, new shirts. I think I got new shirts in the store. Um, dummy room shirts. Hey, pizza shirts. You don't have to buy them, but if you want one, awesome. Anyways, I will see you guys on the next episode, whenever that may be. Take care. (laughs) 